0: Welcome to another edition of Birds of a Feather. This is your girl, AJ, the Suburban Princess. All right, go ahead. Say it. Say it like you mean it. Say it with your chest. The Eagle Seasons is over. The Eagle season is over in terms of winning the division, which they rightly should always own the NFC East, no matter how good or bad they are. But no go tonight. Uh, The Cowboys just seemed to throw in the right plays at the right time because both teams looked pretty pathetic early on the first half of the game. But the Cowboys just seemed to push a little harder to get at least the field goals that they needed in. Whereas the Eagles had little Jakey miss a very key kick that probably would have kept them in it so that the Eagles wouldn't beat in overtime and lose the way they did lose to the Cowboys tonight. What's more frustrating is Wentz's play. I don't know if once is starting to develop an anxiety or um, he's just not, again, trusting himself. Um, he's taking more sacks than he needs to, especially because he had people open clear as day. So I don't know what he's obsessed with and how he wants the design to look, but it's just never good enough for him. And then he knows it when he comes out because he realizes they didn't even get more than three plays at a time in. They got shut out three times, three and out several Times throughout this game. This game was very lackluster. It did not start fast. It did not, it got hosed by very key referee calls. The obvious one, the beginning one, which ended up being a Dallas punt return fumble, which had a lot of green jerseys over the ball that was loose, that Malcolm Jenkins knocked loose, and Camus came up with it. So I don't know where there wouldn't be a challenge in that when they wanted to give the ball back to Dallas. I I was scared of Doug pulling the, you know, the challenge flag too soon because he's not very good at winning challenges. And he challenged a lot at weird times during the season. So I thought, okay maybe you should just let this one slide, Doug. But it was obvious that there were more green jerseys over the ball. So I don't see how the evidence wasn't conclusive enough to give it to the Eagles. But luckily, it didn't determine the whole first half. What determined the whole first half was the slow ass play of the offense. Um, it became very, very evident now that we have officially decided it's time to break up the wentz ertz connection because what it's doing is it's eliminating a lot of other deep plays that could be there that Carson is sh- just not taking because he just doesn't want to. I think he's gotten dependent on Zach Ertz to the point where it's gotten ridiculous and to the point where even one of the plays that Zach had clearly got busted up because of timing. Um The sacks that Wentz decided to take just didn't make sense, and then there was another one of those stupid plays where he faked it to Josh like he was going to run, and then he tried to run it himself, and then he got nowhere, and it was just a waste of a play. There was a time where the coaching put Sproles out to run around in a circle, and then Sproles didn't even get further up than he needed to, which is stupid because how they went away from Josh after like only giving him the ball a couple times after it was clear that they were playing from behind... And you never saw Josh again until the fourth quarter, if not overtime. Um, The coaching is not helping. So whatever is not sinking in that direction definitely has to go this season. Um, There's definitely going to have to be a lot of people let go or fired because Doug obviously cannot um, survive another season like this and expect the Eagles to get back to the playoffs. Um, It's more embarrassing now because the Cowboys didn't play as good until it mattered and they were only they were constantly being held by the stellar defense from the front four and from miraculously some of the court the cornerbacks were playing decent. Everybody seemed to be tackling except for Sidney Jones, who seemed to be a liability at times where uh he had to cover Amari Cooper, who basically dictated the beginning and the end of this game. So obviously with Dallas deciding to get him in the middle of the season from the Raiders. It's looking like their option to get him as opposed to the Eagles getting Golden Tate, which seems to not make any sense because Golden barely got the ball again. And Carson didn't really spread the ball till just before halftime. And by then it really didn't matter because <clears throat> some throws were off, some throws as usual were all over the place. And it just seemed like Carson couldn't figure out his own need for being so skittish. And that's what made it worse because times I felt like he probably, if he didn't want to throw and it wasn't Ertz, he should have just ran and got the first down. And I think he didn't want to trust him. He didn't trust himself to run because it wasn't a clear lane. And I feel like he's now starting to lose his feel of the off. I mean, the defense. And I think he's starting to lack in QB awareness because there were times that someone was right on him. And the old Carson would just skit so quickly as soon as he felt somebody in his peripheral And it just seemed like he's not trusting it. He's off. He's sluggish. And I don't know. It can't be about the injury at this point because he's going on a year next week officially being healed from it. So it's definitely a mind thing. I do feel like he has whatever faults was developing on the Sixers but I don't think it's a physical injury causing it. I think it's just that mental fog that he's in where he thinks he sees the field, but he's not really seeing the field. And I think when it comes down, every time he's up it's just his natural instinct is just to keep going and going and going. But at times as a fan, you're sitting there thinking, Oh Carson, I wish he would just sit down or just hand the ball off or just check down. And I think there are just times he always wants to make that big play. And it's just, it just seemed like when it was there, he didn't take advantage of it. And when it, and when he didn't, he did take advantage of it. It was poorly timed. So I don't know how much of the coaching staff after a while gets all of the blame because even whether or not the design worked or not, I think that Carson just has an issue with trust now with with Doug with his uh, wide receivers getting open fast enough or him not trusting when he's holding the ball. I mean, you know, Twitter was just a whole clusterfuck of you know. Wentz is not an elite quarterback. Um, we need to find ourselves a good. I'm not ready to talk about moving past Wentz. I wasn't definitely not in the mood to see tweets about Foles coming in because if you think that Wentz is struggling, what do you think Foles is going to go through? Because he's going to deal with the same timing issues because he hadn't repped with them. So I don't know how Foles was going to really make a difference unless, you know, Carson seriously did get injured. Um, Foles would deal with the same inconsistency that the O line is giving him. And I don't think it would help him at all. I don't care if Foles at this point was our MVP. It's a different team. There's a lot more injuries and there's a lot of guys who really do not know their place every single play. And I think Carson's lack of feel is now because somewhere along the line, game by game, the looks that they think they get from the last game will be there for the next game. And they're not. So somewhere before halftime, it might have slipped in their brain that we got to get on the board. And eventually they did. But... It really wasn't an impressive game. Like, for the, for Jake Elliott to miss the kick, it was just like, okay, we're going here now. It didn't seem major at the time, but at the same time, it kind of made me want to go, well, just get his two-point conversion, just be one point ahead. You know, at least that way you don't have to worry about those two points later when you might really just need the kick. So it just seems like the whole team in, in general is not on the same page more than often. And it's becoming... liability because now they're totally out of the running of the uh, division because now they're now three and two and Cowboys are now four and one. So Cowboys will win eventually. Um, The Redskins Giants game doesn't seem to matter. I mean, the Redskins got beat bad, but the Giants Lucked out basically. I mean, they're five and eight, they're not going to go anywhere unless, honestly, the Cowboys and Eagles take major turns in the next couple weeks, which is highly possible on the Eagles front because of obviously today's loss. But it makes you seriously doubt that they could even possibly compete with the Rams if they got their asses handed to them by the Saints and the Cowboys now, who have now swept them in the division. So, what makes you think that after just watching the Cowboys? I mean, I'm the Bears. Uh, decimate the Rams tonight that the Rams won't be coming home on a Sunday night ready to kill the Eagles because they got embarrassed on Sunday night again tonight so back-to-back Sunday night games for the Rams not a good look to be in in Chicago when you're Cali people but it's another thing to be home and refreshed and then have these weak-minded Eagles coming in here doing predictable plays that you can just basically play chess and checkers with chess or checkers should I say um It's very discouraging, and it makes you kind of wish that this whole season would just end now, like we wouldn't have to play any more games at all and just forfeit. But they still got to play it out. And at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Foles, but I don't think it'll just be because Wentz is playing bad. I think it'll just be because there's nothing to play for. Um, So all those Foles people who want him to come out, the Foles nation, they'll be happy soon in about, I'd say, a couple weeks. But... If for some weird reason Carson gets back on a streak, um, you may not see Foles until like the end of December um, because at this point all they want to do is at least clinch a wild card because them and the Panthers lost and the Redskins lost, but they all three teams in the NFC um, are in the hunt to get a wild card, a wild card spot and there's one more left. So I wouldn't put it past the Panthers to take the last spot, but... Freakier things have happened where just when you give up on the Eagles, they decide to tune in against the really difficult teams. But then again, people thought that was going to happen with the Saints game for whatever reason. And uh, they didn't win that all. So I'm never thinking that they can handle the big teams only because they can't even seem to keep um, the first four quarters working. I mean, the first two quarters uh, flowing. They were three and out all over the place. I think the final graphic was like one of nine. They hadn't con- converted at all. And, you know, Wentz just seemed not sure of every uh, series when they went up. Every time he thought it might be a different look or a deep pass. You know, and the rest didn't help. That one beautiful pass to to Goddard where he basically got sandwiched in between one player and kind of, you know, snuck his way in between and then took off. And then the play was called back and then worse, called for offensive or pass interference offensive. It was just stupid because you know, Goddard was just trying to get out from a guy that literally clocked him as he was trying to make a path for himself. And that to me, the TD should have counted, should have won against Dallas. But where the refs messed up is not even part of the, it's not even the big part of the, the whole, I can't even talk. It's not the big deal <laughs> compared to the fact that the Eagles should have shown up two quarters ago and they would have never ended up in overtime. And it would never have come down to one other touchdown. It would just They would have won by 23-20, just like I predicted. But it ended up getting closer and closer, looking like they were going to just tie and just have to deal with overtime because the Cowboys milk the clock, not making enough runs to get their kicker to kick. So it ended up stretching it out. Now, had they just been three and out straight, then the Eagles probably would have got the ball and at least would have had a minute to possibly win. But that game just totally... Went south by the end, by fourth quarter, where I thought it was actually going to kick up because it seemed like all of a sudden things were starting to gel and Wentz was starting to to get comfortable and get in a rhythm. But the problem is it was always too little too late at that point. And yes, I just happened to see a tweet before I started recording that reminded me of all the years we sat through games like this with McNabb and Reed and you just wonder, how do you guys play so good? But then when it comes to the the games that freaking matter, you guys crumble. And... I'm hoping we're not going through another era of that with Wentz. I mean, the only people reason why, obviously, people go back to Foles is because Foles finished a whole season, and Foles had been in the playoffs before. So it's just easier to go back to what's familiar. But I still have faith in Wentz. I just think a lot of it is on him, but I also don't think the coaches are helping him um, get him out of his mental lapses during the game. I think a lot of the time he thinks he can handle everything, but he goes out there And it just doesn't look like what he thought it was going to look like. I mean, like most people say, last year he used to do the kill, kill, kill thing. He didn't do that at all. Maybe once or twice. So I don't know if he's scared to trust his own instinct or if he just feels like, I'm going to just let Doug mess this up for me and then I'll try to make it look good if I'm not confident. But then he doesn't do anything. He just runs into walls or he'll throw it the last minute or he'll sail it over somebody's head. And I'm sure most of that is, like I said before, in many podcasts this season, like he's worried about making a pick. So he just wants to either throw it away or hold on to it. And you you just can't take a sack all the damn time. And there were just times that the play just wasn't there. So I felt like he should have just, I don't know, tossed it someone's direction, even if he didn't think they were going to catch it. I don't care how covered they were, though. There were times that if he had just given it a second, and not like a minute, (laughs) or at least moved a little bit like he did during the Redskins game, he would have probably got, you know, Alshon or somebody within that second. And I have to admit the best, obviously, the impressive throw of the whole night was the deep pass to Algalore on the left, and it was that close to a touchdown. I mean, had he just fell in in tight and in the range of the goal line, I think that it would have saved Wentz more time in trying to uh, create something that wasn't there. So every time there seemed to be an out, Wentz just made it harder on himself. And, you know, a lot of people, obviously, during halftime, even at one point myself, I was thinking it was that, you know, Wentz is a liability right now. So maybe they should stop making him throw and just start running the ball again. But then my dear Corey got hurt early on in the first or second quarter and uh, got his knee rolled on. So then that took him out because he had just had a great punt return that got him halfway through the field. And then the next time they went back to him, he got sandwiched between two huge tackle guys. And then they just, they rolled on his knee. I mean, luckily he didn't look like he was on crutches. He was just walking around in his sweat. So hopefully it'll just be a minor sprain and something he can just give rest for tomorrow. I mean, for next week and just come back during the Texans game. I don't know. Um, and and once again, Doug, when he goes away from the run, it's annoying because you just want to say, OK, so where did you think it wasn't working just because he got swallowed up a couple times? Like that's the whole point of a run. You just keep doing it until they get weak. You know, if the same run that worked for, you know, Sproles like a couple plays later that and eventually got Sproles in the end zone, then maybe you should go back to sticking to that. So Carson doesn't feel so stuck. That to me was the whole point of why everything worked last Monday night, because Carson didn't feel pressed to throw as much. And that, I thought, was the whole idea. And I think that would have saved a lot of this this game from going into overtime had they just trusted it. And I think the problem is they think too hard and too much of what the Cowboys or the opposition can do that they downplay a lot of stuff. And it makes them look very stupid in the end of the day when they lose the game. This being cute stuff and, you know, being very, very safe is very boring. I don't care how injured your squad is. Play like you played last year, and some of those guys will just fill in the blanks. I don't see what the problem is. You know, whatever you did last year, try to do it this year. And I think after Foles stepped out after week three when Carson came back in, I think um, maybe, who knows, maybe the coach was told, don't try to go back to the plays that he did before. He's not ready. And if that's the case, I would have rather had Carson enduring the first Cowboys game than, um week three against uh, the Colts I think we could have dealt with the foals for at least a couple more games or at least the fifth week but if anything it's going to show that if there were rumors were true that his doctors didn't want him back until like October or November so now I guess in a way that's the one thing that we can all fall back on and say maybe he was rushed back too soon they say RG3 was never the same once he came back from that injury But I just felt like Carson was different and I felt like mentally he could keep himself in check if he's not doing too well. But it just seems like this year he has not adjusted um, as fast as we thought he was going to adjust. Um, I think there's also a lot of pitfalls and learning curves that are going into this new staff that aren't really helping him. And it's actually probably making him regress. But again, just like someone tweeted at me, like that's all him. He has to have dedication and he has to have patience and he has to throw consistently so it's something that us fans can't help him with the coach can't help him with it's all him and that's why I'm wondering if maybe it's like a mental thing of anxiety of some type you know like what Markell is dealing with the only difference is I don't think his injury was because of that I just think that uh I think it's what happens like they say when you have to deal with the mental I don't know, I guess, weaknesses you deal with when you can't do your physical. You're not capable of doing all the physicality that you normally did before due to this injury. So I guess little by little, all the adversity you face that you've never had to deal with before. It does something to you mentally. It takes you out of games. And I think maybe that's why mentally every game where it seemed like he was getting better, he would go five steps behind. So it's. It's a work in progress and i think i'm sure he goes home and gets mad at himself every time he comes home with a loss i mean we've seen him be mad on the sidelines which you thought you would never see but then again you know he's human any kind of emotion made me happy because i didn't want him to be one of those guys that just refuses to show emotion all this crap i'd rather see him upset because we're upset we fans don't want to see this we wanted to see them make a nice run Even if they didn't play like they did last year, we expected the team to kind of get it together at the right time. So for all those who knew this was going to happen and are happy that the Cowboys, you know, once again have reclaimed where they rightfully belong. Congratulations. But it ain't over. And your team is still not good enough to beat the Rams and all these guys like the Chiefs who are definitely going to the Super Bowl. And the Pats, hey, I mean, they actually lost to Miami today. So all the good players lost today, but Roethlisberger lost to the Raiders. So Wentz is actually in good company. <laughs> he had a bad, he had a bad day where everybody else had a bad day, and so I don't think it's saying anything about him being a long, long-term QB. I just think what it means is that there are definitely going to be ups and downs with being a fan of his because, like McNabb. He has, also he has a lot of greatness to his um, QBIQ, but it doesn't mean it's going to always show itself during game days. You're just going to have to take the good with the bad. He's not perfect as much as he seemed like he was and everybody put him on. We all did the ginger Jesus thing. Now he's showing his humanity. So you can't be mad at that. You can only just say that's football and We had a Super Bowl run in the same year that they tried to get back, and it just shows you, like they always say, it's not as easy to go back-to-back. I mean, you know, the Patriots luck out because they they know the right times to plug players in, but they also started with a bunch of good players from the door. Part of the problems with the Eagles is like what Mike Missanelli's been saying from the door. You don't bring back old heads for one year that barely have anything in the tank. You bring new blood in. Maybe if we had started new and fresh totally... It would have took a couple games to get used to, but they probably would end up still having legs by now. And then, you know, now I think like everybody else, I'm questioning their medical staff too because I'm wondering why we have double the amount of injuries that that uh, the Eagles had last year. You know, and why did Sidney Jones come in and out of the game if he was okay? And if he really wasn't okay, they shouldn't have pushed him. I would have just been happy with, you know, the the roughnecks that were in there last week. Because eventually even that uh, Cravon dude um LeBlanc he started to kind of play a lot harder and he turned around a couple times and so I didn't feel like and he had some good tackles he didn't let anybody go Malcolm himself held on a lot there was to me there was better tackling on the defense but the only problem was when it mattered for scoring they didn't show up but unlike what the Giants could have did they exploited Sidney because he was the only person covering um Armani um yeah, Amani Cooper, besides uh, when Bosby tried to do it because nobody helped Razul. And Razul, God bless him, he was trying so hard to really stand out this year because he was putting him in positions, he wasn't effective. And then when he finally is, he makes the biggest mistake by not reaching for that bumped-off ball that Dak threw at the end of the um, OT. And he could have grabbed it and ran it in for an interception pick six. But he didn't have his motorist skills at the right damn time. And uh, Monty was able to grab that ball real quick and sneak into the end zone. And it was over. So what are you going to do? I mean, honestly, if they had had a lot of things work in their favor the first half, that play probably wouldn't have hurt as bad. It just would have made it really close. And that's usually how they play them every time they played them. So this was one of those freak things that it really took away from uh, the last game, or at least played itself out like the last game, because they lost the last game by a touchdown. So, welcome to the reality. The Eagles are definitely not as good as the Cowboys this year. Tomorrow, I mean, next year is a new year. And um, regardless of how good the Cowboys continue to be next season, I think the Eagles mentally know where they need to step up and physically what they need to do to step up. Because other than that, there's just going to be a lot of kids playing around in a man's game. And they're not going to bring it home for us when we need them. So it'll be interesting to see how bad the Eagles lose next Sunday night against the Rams. Or will they miraculously decide to just check in at the right times in all four quarters, that is. And uh, do what the Chicago did to them tonight. Because it looks like to me, golf is totally playing like a rookie right now maybe getting fatigued from whipping so much ass in earlier the season and not playing really too many good teams. So now it's time to see if the Eagles really want it or at least want a chance to try to go to Atlanta. And hopefully my dear Alshon won't lose his mind halfway through the season and give up on Wentz when he doesn't get the ball a lot. Every no every person knows who's a wide receiver. Who's really good at their job. Eventually cannot hold it in, but never heard rumors of him being a diva I think he is one of those guys that he'll kind of seethe about it but he'll communicate it in a classy way and try to make Wentz aware like you know sometimes you don't go to me because you're so busy looking for Earths, right so I'm just hoping that they're all communicating in a way that they feel like it's getting to to Wentz that I know I know I will work on it we'll get there don't lose hope you know, just so they all stay with him. Because I think that was important for him even last season when they started off a little slow. He he always said in that huddle, just stay with me, just stay with me. So I'm going to stay with you, Wentz, because I believe that you are the future, regardless of how good and, and bad you can be. I'm still an Eagles fan for life, and I still ride or die with this team. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, maybe, maybe, just maybe, they'll play like they want to still end this season on a good note. Thanks for listening if you were. AJ the Suburban Princess, Birds of a Feather, Eagles Lose 29-23, to 23. we'll be alright. Take care, have a good week.